Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. And now here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. Before I tell you how I gummed up the works on the radio one night while crossing the Pacific Ocean, a bit of background. When out of radar contact over any ocean, pilots stay in touch with air traffic control using one of two methods. If the airliner is equipped with satellite-linked radio, we use an onboard text messaging system. Yeah, you heard that correctly. We use a text messaging service similar to the one you use on your smartphone. But rather than having to type out each word in our communication, the system has many pre-formatted messages we can select. For example, when requesting a climb to a higher altitude, the system has a pre-formatted message that we can line select that reads, Request Climb. All we have to do is type in the requested altitude. The system then provides pre-formatted reasons for the request that we can select, such as for weather or for operational necessity. Of course, if there are no pre-formatted messages that fit our situation, it provides the ability to type out what we need in our own words. We call the system Pilot Controller Data Link Communication, or CPDLC. If the airliner does not have satellite radio on board, we can communicate using high-frequency radio, otherwise known as HF. When using CPDLC or HF over the ocean, we are not actually in direct contact with air traffic control. We are actually communicating with people in a specialized communication center that has various names depending on where in the world you're flying. Using CPDLC is a piece of cake. The communication system is tied to our navigation computer, so it remains constantly aware of our aircraft's position. Once we log in with CPDLC to the appropriate communications agency, there's not much to do. Our aircraft's position is constantly updated and relayed to air traffic control via ADS-B or ADS-C, and yes, that's the same system you may be using now or in anticipation of the FAA's full institution of next-gen air traffic control. When we move from one controlling agency to the next, CPDLC automatically switches to the next frequency. All we have to do is monitor the system. We do tune our HF radios and check in with the Oceanic Communication Center just to have HF as a backup in case CPDLC becomes unreliable during our flight. If our aircraft is not satellite radio equipped or the CPDLC system is inoperative due to mechanical issue, then we have to rely entirely on voice communication by HF radio. When contacting a communication center by HF, we use the center's location plus the word radio, just as you would when contacting a flight service station. For example, when departing Japan to the east and exiting air traffic control's radar coverage, we would contact Tokyo Radio and use them as our communication relay to air traffic control. Tokyo Radio, like all communication centers, does not actually track our aircraft, control aircraft, or deconflict flight paths. All oceanic communication centers do is relay our communications to a specialized group of air traffic controllers. As we cross the ocean, if using HF radio to contact Tokyo Radio, we make periodic position reports giving our current latitude, longitude, altitude, our estimated time to our next required position reporting point, the next reporting point after that, plus our current fuel on board, and any relevant weather data such as the outside air temperature and winds at our altitude. 
An example position report would sound like this. Tokyo Radio Airliner 312 position. Airline 312, Tokyo Radio, go ahead. Airliner 312 is over 27 north, 150 east at 1318. Flight level 350. Estimating 260 north, 160 east at 1420. 25 north, 170 east next. Fuel 95 decimal 4. Temperature minus 48. Winds 320 diagonal 075 over. Tokyo Radio copies. The operator at Tokyo Radio then relays this information to air traffic control. The air traffic controller assigned to our flight looks at our report, analyzes it in relation to other position reports of other aircraft in our area, and makes sure there are no traffic conflicts. Generally, we make position reports at every 10 degrees of longitude. So, for example, heading east out of Japan, we would report to Tokyo Radio at 140 degrees east longitude, then 150 degrees east, then 160 degrees east, and so on. The time between position reports is generally about an hour, but this varies with our ground speed. About halfway between the east coast of Japan and the western end of the Hawaiian island chain, we would switch HF frequencies to get in contact with the Oceanic Communication Service handling the Eastern Pacific. In our case, this would be San Francisco Radio. Now, the switchover from Tokyo to San Francisco radio happens at 165 degrees east longitude. And you'll remember I said we usually report our position every 10 degrees of longitude, so at 165 degrees east, we don't actually have to make a position report. All we normally have to do is check in on the new frequency to ensure we have good radio contact with the correct agency. We also verify our paging system called selective calling or cell call, is working on the new frequency. Cell call is a system that allows a communication service to ring a chime in our cockpit indicating the operator would like to speak to us. It's similar to dialing a telephone number and making another person's phone ring. Cell call allows us to turn off the volume of our HF radios knowing the operator will ring our cockpit chime if he needs us. This is significant because HF radio frequencies are typically full of static squeals and other annoying noises depending on atmospheric conditions. This would be also a good time to tell you that HF frequencies operate at very long ranges, so the trade-off for range is generally poor audio quality. In some cases, when radio conditions are very poor, it might take three to five repeats on the radio to make yourself understood. Now, with everything I've told you as background, here is my very short story. I was part of a three-pilot crew flying from Nagoya, Japan to Honolulu, Hawaii. We use three pilots, so two pilots are always in the cockpit, while the third one is on a break in the cabin. Typically, on a flight between Japan and Honolulu, each pilot will get about a two-hour break out of the cockpit, hopefully to get some sleep. Most eastbound flights out of Asia happen overnight, what is commonly known as a red-eye flight. That two-hour break for each pilot is designed so no one has to stay awake and fly during the entire night. So I had just come off my two-hour break, and it was my turn to handle the radio communication. The other pilot was handling flying duties. 
As it turned out, I came back to the cockpit just prior to our crossing 165 degrees east longitude, and you recall that at 165 east, that's the point where we change frequencies from Tokyo radio to San Francisco radio. You'll also recall there is no required position report at 165 degrees east because it is not a 10 degree increment in longitude. All we have to do at this point is switch frequencies, check in with San Francisco radio, and test our cell call paging system on the new frequency. I should also mention that Tokyo Radio and San Francisco Radio are not isolated from each other. They communicate back and forth by telephone to ensure each side is kept updated on flights crossing through and between their areas of coverage. A typical radio exchange at 165 degrees east should sound like this. San Francisco Radio Airliner 312, cell call check on 8854. 8854 is one of the HF frequencies we use to talk to San Francisco radio. Since they monitor several frequencies at once, telling them the frequency you are using helps them answer on the one that applies to you. Airliner 312, San Francisco radio, roger. 8854 will be your primary frequency. Backup frequency will be 11300. Here's your cell call check. Then the cell call chime rings in the cockpit. So I answer, Airliner 312, good cell call. Backup will be 13300. Airliner 312, that is correct. Airliner 312, 166 degrees east, flight level 350. Airliner 312, copy flight 309. Your Airliner 312, I say again, 166 East. At this point, the other pilot in the cockpit starts laughing at me. I'm up only 10 minutes after my nap, and I'm missing the humor. I say to him, let me in on the joke. Airliner 312, do you copy San Francisco? Airline 312, I read you, go ahead. Airliner The other pilot's still laughing. I tell him to answer the radio for me because I'm missing the point. He says on the radio, airliner 312 is 28.5 north, 167.3 east, flight level 350. Airliner 312, copy 28 north, 167.3 east, flight level 350. Say your estimate for 27 north, 170 east, and your fuel on board. He says airliner 312 is estimating 27 north, 170 east at 1430. Fuel on board is 94.3. Okay, now I'm really embarrassed. I mean, really embarrassed. I've been doing this for a long time. I should have known what to say. Then I thought more about it. I was tired and groggy. The radio frequency was marginal at best. Normally, at 165 degrees east, all that happens is a cell call check. The operator at San Francisco Radio was essentially asking for a full position report, but that didn't register with me because Tokyo Radio is supposed to relay our position at the changeover, making a position report unnecessary. And, always, when a radio operator needs a position report, he will say, I need a position report. This operator was trying to pull a position report out of me by requesting one report item at a time. When I analyzed it that way, I gave myself a break. Chalk it up to circumstances. Yes, it could have gone better, and we worked it out, mostly thanks to my, well, I don't know if helpful fully describes my flying partner, maybe sarcastically helpful, better describes it. So here's why I told you this story. 
As you fly and communicate on the radio, you're going to make mistakes, a lot of mistakes. Your mistakes are not necessarily evidence of a character fault or some inadequacy on your part. Flying and talking on the radio are learned skills that take time and practice to develop. When you're first learning to fly, most of your attention and brain power are devoted to trying to make the aircraft go where you want it to go. There's little brain power left over for figuring out how to communicate on the radio. Saying the wrong thing on the radio, misunderstanding what an air traffic controller says to you, or even missing a radio transmission altogether is very natural at this stage and to be expected. So, here's what I recommend. When you make a mistake on the radio, learn from it, but don't beat yourself up over it. Erring and correcting are what learning is all about. You can't correct and discover something new if you don't err once in a while. If you make an error on the radio more than once in a while, chalk that up to learning. In summary, flying is an ongoing process of learning. I don't care how many years you've been at the game, you will still make mistakes. Cut yourself some slack and know that even high-time pros make mistakes. You'll get better on the radio with each flight. And if you feel like you aren't making the progress you expected to be making at this point, drop me a line at jeff at atccommunication.com and we'll talk it over. More than likely, I'll tell you that you are leaning a little too hard on yourself, but certainly there's something that can be done to help you improve your radio skills. We'll figure it out together. Someone recently wrote to me to say that he was given a new ATC radio frequency to switch to that he felt certain was incorrect. Nevertheless, he switched to the new frequency and found that he was put in contact with an air traffic control tower when he was supposed to be talking to the next controller at an en route center. He asked me if I had a technique for analyzing radio frequencies along his planned route of flight, and he didn't fall into this type of mistake. By knowing the next frequency, he said, he felt he could avoid being sent to the wrong frequency. Here's how I answered him. A couple of times per month, I get told by ATC to switch to an incorrect frequency. Bear in mind, I fly about 80 hours or more per month and get frequency changes by the hundreds. So a couple of miscues by ATC and all that flying is not unusual or worth worrying about. It's not worth my time or yours to analyze the frequencies along your route of flight. If ATC gives you an incorrect frequency, as they inevitably will, given enough time, all you need to do is return to your previous frequency and explain the problem. For example, Center, could you double-check that frequency you gave Skyhawk 9130 Delta? Gainesville Tower answered me on 128.7, not Atlanta Center. Skyhawk 9130 Delta, sorry about that. Contact Atlanta Center on 133.8. There's no penalty for switching to the wrong frequency. Just go with the flow and try not to overthink it. If you find yourself on the wrong frequency, just backtrack to the last working frequency and get a correction from ATC. A listener named Philip recently asked me this question. I'm based at KGAI, which is Montgomery Airport near Washington, D.C., our pattern, like many, is left one way and right the other, leading to a game of chicken on the downwind if folks don't follow the favored runway guidance, or on the base leg if folks don't notice or remember right-hand pattern, or just get screwed up entering the pattern while learning. So I've gotten in the habit of saying, quote, Skyhawk 12 Alpha 
turning right base 3-2. Is this bad phraseology? This was my answer to Philip. When an airport has traffic patterns that can flow left or right, it's a good practice to specify the direction of your pattern with each radio call. I'll talk about this in an upcoming podcast. Hey, and guess what? That's what I'm doing right now. So let me elaborate just a little bit on this topic. There's no need to include the direction of your traffic pattern in your radio call if the airport has only one direction of traffic published for a runway. For example, if the airport you are using has a published left-hand pattern for runway 18, you only need to report turning onto downwind, base and final, not left downwind and left base. However, if an airport has published left or right traffic patterns for a runway, which is very rare at uncontrolled airports, then it's a good practice to specify the direction of your pattern in your position reports. I recommend this as a good practice, but it's not specified in the aeronautical information manual. When flying in an controlled pattern, simply report whatever the tower controller tells you to report. For example, if the tower controller says, Skyhawk 9130 Delta, report entering left downwind for runway 18. Your transmission should be, Skyhawk 9130 Delta, entering left downwind, runway 18. If tower says, Skyhawk 9130 Delta, report entering downwind for runway 18. Your transmission should be, Skyhawk 9130 Delta, entering downwind, runway 18. Got it? If not, write to me at jeff at atccommunication.com and we'll work it out together. Continuing on with communication and uncontrolled traffic patterns, Andrew Horton commented at atccommunication.com, quote, my MEI, which is, by the way, a multi-engine instructor, my MEI taught me to abbreviate our Seneca's call sign at uncontrolled airports. I found no evidence for that according to the AIM. What do you think? If the axiom holds true to only abbreviate after ATC has done so, then I think that instructor is one that needs a lesson. Here's my reply to Andrew's comment. I agree with you. The AIM does not support abbreviating one's call sign when in an uncontrolled traffic pattern. Many pilots, including some flight instructors, learn radio procedures by apprenticeship. Bad information is passed along with good information. Good catch. And just to elaborate, the reason the AIM does not want you to abbreviate your call sign is to avoid two pilots with similar sounding call signs from causing confusion on the radio. This applies whether you're talking to ATC or communicating on Unicom. For example, let's say two Piper Warriors enter an uncontrolled airport pattern. The first pilot makes position reports leading with... Warrior 58 Charlie. By an unfortunate coincidence, Pilot 2 also reports with his abbreviated call sign, which is Warrior 98 Charlie. Can you see how this can get confusing for other pilots in the traffic pattern who hear these similar sounding call signs on the frequency? I say stick with the AIM's guidance to use your full call sign unless working with ATC and the controller uses the abbreviated format first. And now, let's get to your question of the week. You are receiving VFR traffic advisories from Oakland Center. You are proceeding towards your destination of Stockton Metro Airport in California's Central Valley. Stockton Metro is a tower-controlled airport inside Class D airspace. Here's your first question. 
when would you expect your controller in Oakland Center to tell you to contact Stockton Tower? Here's your second question. What should you do if the controller at Oakland Center gets so busy with other traffic he fails to turn you over to Stockton Tower's frequency as you approach the boundary of Stockton's Class D airspace? When you think you know the answer to those questions, go to atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find complete answers along with a full explanation of how those answers were derived. Music for this show was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Before we go, a personal comment. It's been a while since I've had a chance to talk to you via radar contact. I believe I might have mentioned in an article at ATCCommunication.com a month or two ago that the reason I might be out of touch for a bit is because I was in the process of relocating my home while maintaining a full flying schedule. I'm glad to say that process is over and I'm settled in on the big island of Hawaii. So today, I'll wrap it up with a mahalo for your patience and a warm aloha. I'm Jeff Canarish for ATCCommunication.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.